We're going to make it work. African-American ingenuity. Boom. Yes. Are there any church announcements? Um, I would just like to give a shout out to our mayor for the mask order. Um, you know, the mask thing he put in place. I would like to, you know, say shout out to uh, Frank Denzel uh, Scott this week. We, we appreciate it. You know, you're, what you're doing to keep everybody safe. Appreciate it. We that. really appreciate the way Frank D'Angelo shows up for us. You yes. know, Frank Diedrich Scott Jr., you know, I would say 99% of the time I like him. I'm going to go with like 89, but I'm with you. I'm, with I'm, you. I'm saying it because of the last, the couple things he did this past week. You know, yes. for statue. You know, his that just got his average up to me. Like, that's how <laughs> we got to 89. Baby, that statue situation, I was like, you know what? Now, next week, <laughs> Shundu. I have a church announcement. Okay. What you got? What you got? Um, I would just like everyone to know that um, Tina is not the only savage. 
You know, I know that Beyonce has us all knowing that Tina is a savage, but I would just like to acknowledge that Veronica, AKA Vivi, is also a savage and thus raised a savage. That's all. That is all. Okay. All right. Isis, are you okay? So my church announcement. Um, it's don't come for me when I make this announcement, coworkers. Okay. This is our last episode for this season. So we're gonna take a break and you'll see us in the fall sometime. A well needed break. Well. A very well needed break. So that's the only um oh the membership intake of the black delegation has met. Kanye West is not allowed in Wakanda. Or is the Munda. Or Oakland. Mm-mm. And he must, he must reside wherever Ben Carson is. Him, they can go to Bonanza together. He can't come over here. He's not welcome. No Zamunda. He's, we, we, we're just not. We're just so, not. So that's all of the announcements that I have. That's the announcements from the Mother's Board. Well, if that's it, before we get started on the show, let's do a little housekeeping. Um, in the, the words of the late, great Bob Marley, we not trying to convert or convict anyone with the topic of ethical non-monogamy. This is just a topic. Uh, we actually had this topic out there for a minute. We plan to talk about it this week. And then the Jada and August situation occurred. What's, the, what's that baby last name? I call him August. Or Jada. I have no idea how to pronounce I call him it. August. I, I just say August. We just don't call him August. Yeah. We just call him baby. He just baby because because Jada hurt that baby. I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm not even going to. Anyway, we're, gonna, we're not going to have the show focus on August and Jada. But it just so happened that our show aligns with what's going on in current events. Um, I just want to let you know that if you are mono and you're cool and you're dynamic, that's cool. Please be respectful for other dynamics out here. There will be some poly people um, in the comment section that's watching and my friends drag. So, you know, it's okay if you ask a question, if you want to get further clarification, that's cool. We're going to be taking questions from the audience with our guests, but I just want to give you fair warning that my friends drag. Just let you know. That, as a diversity specialist, I just want everyone to remember, it's okay. We don't have to agree. We just need to hear. So without, um, hey, Bijou. Oh, it's obvious. Alcina. Alcina. Okay. Okay. Alcina. Okay. For short. So without further ado, I want to take the um, opportunity to introduce our guests. Every time we do a show on some type of relationship topic, everyone is saying, ooh, I wish I had a male perspective on that. So we listen to you. And so I want to introduce you to Kuji Jackalia Wright. He is a native of Chicago. He had a brief stop in Arkansas and he now resides in ATL, Atlanta. ATL, ATL. He is a recording artist. Shout out to Keisha. Uh, he's a recording artist. And his song was actually what um, was being played in our intro. He is here to discuss um, his journey in polyamory, which is a type of ethical non-monogamy. So co-workers, please welcome Kooji. Come on in, Kooji. Kooji on the phone. 
our yeah. last our last show and I, you're our first guest to that visit. showed up that showed up yes showed up. oh wow yes so thank you for being here so y'all scared everyone else off nah no. people ain't like my people my people show up no. <laughs> side note my best I'm friend Roxanne. i'm definitely glad to be here thank you guys for having me so let's start out with asking you or um giving you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself um well as you stated you know uh, actually you pronounced my name incorrectly so I'm sorry I'm, correct I'm me sir go ahead um, my name is Kikuji Chagalia. Okay. Yeah, and I'm from the west side of Chicago, so I just got to throw that out, you know. It's just something about the west side. But anyway, a um, little bit about me. Like I said, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I had a nice little stint in Arkansas, uh, Pine Bluff area, Little Rock, Sherwood. So I enjoyed my time while I was there. No plans of moving back. Um, I ain't never actually heard nobody rap Sherwood. In my whole life, right? I was like, "What?" I mean, that's 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 where I was at. So you know, I gotta I gotta pay pay my dues now. You know, it, it helped. It would help form form who I am. So yeah, you know, I, I throw that on out there. But um, um, a little bit about me. Um, yeah, like I said, I moved here to Atlanta in pursuit of music, and um, it's just been a journey ever since. Uh, as far as the ethical non-monogamy, I have been ethical non-monogamous for the last eight to nine years, uh, proudly. Uh, I've always been, uh, I always had this mindset. I've always desired to love this way um, and just didn't actively um, pursue it until about nine years ago. But yeah, but I am a married uh, father of soon to be four girls. Um, yeah which is interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's about it. About me. Oh, you did mention that I'm a recording artist, so I do music. I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm going I'm to say slash producer because the song that you heard, I produced that track as well, Twin Flames. Oh, cool. So, But I don't really call myself a producer. That's not really something I just aspire to do. But hey, when you need something done, you got to do it yourself. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's that's me. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, we always start the show off with definitions. So what is your definition of ethical non-monogamy? My definition of ethical non-monogamy, um, really and truthfully, my definition is just, I think it's pretty simplistic. It's just uh, open and honest way of not being monogamous. Um, because there's so many variations to what ethical non-monogamy could be, whether it be you know, polyamory, um, <clears throat> polygyny, um, swinging, open, relating, it could be so many different things. So just the open and honest way of not being monogamous. So just to keep it simplistic. Okay, Amber? Um, I think it's similar to that. I think ethical non-monogamy is um, an agreement to be transparent in whatever is going on, like however y'all decided that works. Even if it's the mates have decided they Mario wine and I don't want to know like if that's what they have decided you know what I'm saying then that would be ethical as far as they are concerned so ethical non-monogamy whatever that agreement is as long as it's transparent and open Isis your definition uh pretty much what they stated it's an open um it's open it's an agreement everyone knows about everyone else uh nothing's hidden and so, you know, we know about it. Um, we're on the up and up, communication, clarity, transparency, 
and um, we're good to go. And we're good with our agreement. I want to co-sign everybody else's definition. Um, I think the the phrase that a lot of people forget is the ethical part. Um, not, not not necessarily people who are in a relationship, but people's perception, they think it's always cheating is going on. And so just stressing the ethical part that it's an agreement um, and everyone knows that someone else is in another relationship. They may not know details of the other relationship, but they know that their partner is with someone or someone's multiple else. So, Kuji. That'd be me. What question I want to ask you next. How did you become aware or interested in your love style? So, as I mentioned, you know, I've, I've always thought this way. You know, I've always desired to love more than one woman, you know, at a time. And like, like most men does. Um, but for me, I think at that age, I wasn't fully educated on what the possibilities were. And for me, polygamy didn't necessarily really, it didn't really, it didn't really fit me well, only because I, I just, I've never desired to own or possess a woman through my love, intimacy, and sex um, in a relationship. So polygamy just didn't really, it didn't really, it didn't just quite like curl, right? Like, you know, I mean, it just didn't ring, ring to me. Um, it wasn't until I really started to strip myself of everything that I had been taught, you know, a few years ago. I, I started my spiritual journey uh, of getting back to myself. You know, I was raised in a very non-traditional household where, you know, African spirituality was a focus. And uh, I had gotten away from that, especially coming to the South. You know, all my peers were, you know, religious and practicing monogamy and, you know, all these different things. And I felt the need to kind of conform. So I realized that a lot of that was was aiding in my, I wouldn't necessarily say depression, but it just unhappiness. And I knew I didn't want to be unhappy. So I started to strip myself of everything that I had been taught, you know, in Westernized education and Westernized uh, philosophies and all that shit. And so when I started to build myself back up, I, I kept asking myself, like, what is it that I truly enjoy doing? And one of those things that kept coming about was I enjoy loving people. I enjoy, especially women. You know, I enjoyed that aspect of loving women. So the thought was like, well, man, maybe I could try, you know, polygamy and, and see how that go. Um, shortly after that, I started to just research any and everything I could on open relating. When, like, actually, when I brought it to my wife, you know, we agreed to open up our relationship. Um, but doing so, I was like, I need to research any and everything that I possibly can because um, all you would hear about back then was, you know, don't open up Pandora's box. Like it's gonna be the doom of your relationship. And I was like, listen, I know I don't wanna do that because I know I love the woman that I'm with, but I also know I do have a desire and the capacity to love more than, you know, just her. So, I started researching everything that I could. Back then, I was unaware of like Facebook groups, but there was, you know, Facebook at this particular time. However, I was going to like Yahoo and find all the Yahoo chats on uh, open relating. It was, you know, swingers groups. It was just anything I could find on open relationships and, you know, just Googling everything I found and just reading. I kept coming across this term polyamory. And I'm like, man, that's, it's not a real word. So I would just dismiss it. Um, it wasn't until... I, um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and she was like, Kuja, I met this, this couple on a cruise. 
you know, and they were telling me how, you know, they were polyamorous and, you know, the wife dates this person and the, uh, the husband dates that person. They sound like a lot of, of like what you be talking about. And I was like, hmm, sounds interesting. And so I did some more research and uh, I was on a meetup site, the, the meetup group, and I saw a group for polyamory. And I was like, dang, okay. Let me just start reaching out to people, you know, in this group to see what I can get, you know, some information on this term polyamory. And so uh, that same day, I ended up Googling the word and found out what I mean. I was like, oh, that's who I am. That describes the way I desire to love. It's how I want to love. And I never forget when I brought it to my wife, she was like, mm -mm. I'm OK with, you know, like hall passes because it was shortly after the movie Hall Pass had come out. Um, so she's like, I'm okay with hall passes, but you want to actually love somebody else? Mm -mm, we're not doing that. But I was like, let's just give it, just think about it. Let's, let's just research it. I was so excited about it. And um, I, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget one of the guys from the group reached out to me and um, he was like, listen, I can add you to some groups on Facebook and you'll learn more about what polyamory is. And actually it's a lot of black folks because most of the groups that I was finding on, on Yahoo, uh, they were all, you know, white. You know, it catered to white people, so it was a little interesting. But when he added me to, you know, some of the black poly groups, I was like, damn, there's other African American people out here that love and think like I think and, and want to love the way that I want to love. So that's how I kind of got my start in poly. Well, that's actually how I got my start in polyamory. So I don't know long drawn out. Yeah, well, Yahoo Chats, you just kind of dated yourself right there, but I ain't going to say that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So co-workers, for those of you who know me, y'all are really hitting me up. I'm going to need you to put your comments and your questions in the group, in the on the page, so we can get them answered. I am not going to be answering anything from my personal um, inbox. Um, so some things I kind of want to elaborate. One, can you give the definition of polyamory? Okay, so... Um... I'll give my definition of what it means for me because I know a lot of people that are in, a, that are in the polyamorous community, they kind of have their own definitions um, and own, you know, parameters as, as to what poly means to them. So for myself and my wife, polyamory is having the desire and the capacity to love more than one person in a romantic or sexual uh, connection simultaneously where everyone knows. Okay. So, Isa, did you have a question before I go on to my next one? Not right now. Okay. Um, thank you. You were writing down some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what type of growth or awareness moments have you experienced in your dynamic? Oh, man. The awareness moments. First of all, I tell people all the time, polyamory will challenge you you know, personally, mentally, emotionally, you know, and sometimes physically. And for me, those awareness moments were self, you know, just recognizing how toxic I was, you know, as a, as a man at that point in time in, in trying to um, have a relationship with a woman, you know, I, I, because of our conditioning, we are taught, you know, misogyny in relationships that the man is the head, the man is, uh, is the, the woman follows us and does what we want and only we can have that, that freedom. And so those was one of the biggest things that uh, I became aware of, you know, in polyamory. And I will say that polyamory is more of a feminine uh, aspect of relating, which I love because it really helped me to understand that, that divine femininity. Um, so, which is another, um, Another thing, um, the greatest 
aspect of, of, of that aha or awareness was communication piece. You know, it really and truthfully forced my wife and I to communicate in a different way than we had ever done so before. You know, it cost us to, well, it, it, um, it inspired us to speak with more honesty and transparency, you know, because certain terms are thrown around in the public community a lot and you kind of pick up those things and transparency was just one of those things. Communication was one of those things. Even though communication is a big part of monogamous relationships in the public community, it's like imperative that you communicate and are transparent. And so for my wife and I, we just adopted the, the aspect of being brutally honest with one another. And it taught me to really acknowledge my own voice. And it also taught me to listen and acknowledge her voice as well, you know, and to be able to receive that from her when she's speaking, as well as being able to speak my truth. Um, so yeah, I think that was probably the greatest thing because that helped my wife and I become closer, you know, than what we were before. And we were always great friends. Like we, we've always had a great friendship from the start, but that communication and transparency aspect of being brutally honest really just kind of skyrocketed our, our connection. You know, so yeah. And it's interesting you say that because your wife, um, when she tells the story, because I was kind of around a little bit when y'all met, um, mm -hmm. and when she tells the story of how y'all met, she always says y'all started out as friends. Everybody thought that y'all dated at first, and um, I mean, I wasn't checking for y'all, so I don't know. <laughs> I just looked up one day and y'all were a couple, and I was like, okay, they cute, and then you got the Coleman love thing going on, so I was yeah. like, yeah. Um, so the fact that <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you had a foundation um, to be able to bring this to her, it sounds like y'all had multiple conversations um, mm. to get to that point. It wasn't just like my way or the highway type deal. Yeah, it. No, we we like she said, we we really started out as free. Actually, <laughs> it's funny because. My wife told me the very first week that we met that I was going to be her husband. Okay. And I was like, nah, you got me fucked up. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that was, that was, those were my words. I'm, I'm being honest. Those were my words. She's like, okay, we're seeing. And here we are. But uh, we really, we started out really as just friends, you know, and just enjoying each other's, you know, time. We had a great time. We had a lot in common, you know, and we talked a lot then, but we didn't talk, to, we didn't talk a lot about things that really mattered in a sense that will either divide our journey or combine our journey, you know, until after we, you know, pretty much solidified our relationship, you know, but yeah, we, we talked about open relating and then we discovered poly and we talked about it till I was blue in the face and she hated hearing it. Like, I, I remember- but it wasn't, it wasn't something you just sprung on her after getting married. Like, you know, I think I want to try this. Cause that's- no, it, We, we kind of spoke about it. We, we spoke about it before actually getting married, you know, and it wasn't until after we got married that we were like, okay, let's, let's do it. And actually, I, honestly, it was more, I think on her part, like, all right, cause you, you started talking about it. Let's just see what this, what this is. You know, we, we, we'll try it out and see. Okay. You know, and because I did all that research, I was like, man, I was able to discover that this is just who I am. You know, I, that, that describes how I love, you know, which is, again, why she was like, oh, no, you know, polyamory, love another woman. But outside of me, no, nah, we're not doing that. So she was completely against it, you know, and it I'll, I'll be honest, it really kind of shook our foundation of friendship. It shook our foundation of relationship, even though we had just gotten married. You know, we were like, damn, you know. 
do I even know the person I got, you know, I just married, you know what I mean? So we really had, we, we talked about it. And, you know, one thing that I'm glad that I did was find as many books and articles on polyamory as I could, you know, now we used to try to get her to read with me and she would be like, no, nah, you can just tell me about whatever it is that you read. And me being educated on what polyamory was, was allowed me to be able to communicate that with her, you know, and I'm glad that she was able to listen to me to hear how I felt. She felt the passion and desire and she, you know, excuse me, she realized that that's just who I am. And I, you know, I had to explain to her, like, listen, you know, when you met me, was I not still the same person? You know, was I not still operating in the same capacity? You know, I, when I met her, I was dealing with, you know, my oldest daughter's mom. I was dealing with other women, you know, but I explained to her, like, listen, this is what I have going on. You know, that's which is why we weren't in a relationship. You know, we were just friends. Um, and she was like, you know, that's cool. Cause you know, she was talking to somebody at the time as well. So it was like, let's just, you know, let's just have a good time and enjoy us. And we both were kind of young. So we did, but um, we had countless of conversations about it you know, to where it almost turned into arguments. Like, I'm tired of speaking to you about this, Kooji. And I'm like, I just, I just got to keep bringing it to you because this is this is what I want. This is what I see. You know, so it wasn't necessarily a, a um, my way or the highway. And she'll tell you that I was always like, hey, you know, I want you to be able to enjoy this as well. Like, you know, okay. I, I want you to be able to, you know, find love and experience it also. Like, I want you to journey with me. And those were, was my exact words to her all the times. I want you to be able to experience this journey with me. You know, not just for me to find pleasure, you know, but just for us to be able to, you know, live and explore. You know, we know we don't know what the future may bring, so let's let's just live. So, yeah. I have one more question, and then we will start um, taking questions from the coworkers. So, okay. can you um, people may not know this, but um, they feel as though when they get a title that everybody's relationship is structured the same way, right? Mm -hmm. So you're polyamorous um, and people that identify as polyam have different structured, different dynamics. So can you describe how your polycule, a polycule is a grouping of poly people for those who don't know that term, um, how your polycule is structured? So for us, we, we operate in a kitchen table poly. Uh, both my wife and I, we are heterosexual, so we don't date together. Um, and what kitchen table poly means is we just all, myself, my wife, her partners, my partners, we can all sit together at a table and have dinner or have breakfast, or have lunch, or we all can hang out together non in a non-romantic way. Um, so for us, um, like I said, it's, it's just, it, we look at it more as, as family in a sense. You know, everyone that we are, you know, partnered with, we try to create that that family atmosphere, but also allow that autonomy for you know our outside relationship. And I only say outside uh, in reference to being outside of her and I. Not meaning like that's just a side piece or anything like that, because we do honor and respect those relationships. <clears throat> so it's more of a family dynamic for us um, in the kitchen table poly structure. And so how many, I guess my, I should have um, clarified my question. Okay. How many partners do you have and how many partners do your wife, does your wife have? So actually I, at the, at the moment, I don't have any, any partners. Uh, it's just my wife and I, uh, she does have a partner who she's been with for some time now, almost think like four and a half years now. Oh, wow. um, myself, like I said, I'm poly single, even though some people hate the term poly single because I'm not technically single. But, you know, I don't have anyone that I date outside of my wife at the moment. But I'm looking. So anyone that may be watching this interested, I, I'm looking. No, I'm just joking. 
But uh, how should they find, reach you? Do they need to? They need to slide in your DMs. They need to like what they what they need. What they how do they? Yeah. How do they reach you? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm on Facebook um, under you my got a poly uh, email address like QDog at poly dot like what you know what I'm saying? <laughs> QDog at poly. You know what? I don't think I might have to change that email address. <laughs> I might have to, you know, I might have to use that. But no, um, I'm, I'm on social media as Kooji Chagalia, the lover on Instagram, because I am. A, I'm a lover. You know, I really truthfully am. Anyone that connects with me know that I love them. So um, on Facebook, I'm under my name, Kooji Chagalia, right? it's funny that you say that because i've had some inappropriate comments or questions about you in my inbox that i'm not going to answer i'm not going to call people out on i'm just going to like i don't see them so for those who have inboxed me messaged me about our guest that's his contact info right right i'm curious now like what i mean don't get me wrong i've gotten some really interesting inbox and dm uh requests from people Please share. So I have a- Let's give us all the tea. Let's get the questions. Let me get the, okay, so Dominique's, Dominique says, what do you mean when you say that polyamory is a more feminine aspect or way of loving communicating? Well, to me, I believe monogamy is more of a masculine-centered uh, way of loving because it's centered more around the men, the men that kind of run the, 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 they're the head. Um, but polyamory is more, to me, it's more feminine based because it gives that woman that freedom to be who she is, who she wants to be, to uh, step into that divine femininity and say, listen, you know, I have the right to date this man, that man, I have the right to be intimate with this man, that man that I choose, you know, and so, th so that's kind of what I mean more of than anything. Okay. And Lindsay says, what made your wife change her mind? Um, from a discussion that she and I had, uh, it was the fact that she really, she saw the sincerity and the genuineness and my desire to be polyamorous. It wasn't about me going out and being able to, to sleep with a lot of women. You know, it was genuinely because I do desire to love, you know, more than one person. You know, it's, it's funny because a lot of my friends in the poly community, they think that I have all these women and I'm sleeping with all these women. I'm really not. You know, and I, I'm, I really, I'm very selective on who I give. I'm really selective on who I exchange sexual energy with. Okay. Um, however, I'm also real selective about my time. I, I won't waste my time. It's the most valuable thing. My time, I injure the most valuable things that I can give to anyone. So I'm very selective on who I share my time and energy with. So um, she knew that. Um, and she, she, she trusted me to be as genuine about my polyamory as possible. And that doesn't mean that I didn't fuck up and make mistakes in the beginning because everyone that starts out in polyamory make a ton of mistakes, you know, but she was willing to, you know, trust me, forgive me and to understand me enough to move forward in polyamory until she felt like, hey, I want to experience this. Because actually, so I'll tell you, Isis, um, for the first three years of our uh, journey in polyamory she was monogamous so we were we had a poly mono dynamic um where she was like i'm just mono i, I don't want to deal with anyone else you know it's only but after that three years she's like man you keep meeting all these people and having you know this fun and going on dates and meeting some really great people i want to experience this too okay you know what I'm and i was like man i've been telling you this all all along you know and when she excuse me when she decided to to try it out she was like oh this is not as bad as i thought it was okay, okay. and so here we are 
So wait, one quick thing. So um, not to take away from Kuji's definition of how he felt with um, Pauline being feminine energy, I just want to um, put this statement out there. So um, there are different types of ethical non-monogamy. Um, mm -hmm. Kuji is polyam. So he mentioned um, polygamy, polygyny. So those dynamics, those structure is where it's one man, multiple women or wives. And so I just want to let people know because when um, these discussions came up with August and Jada, it was kind of like, people don't have the option to be in the dynamic that they want. And so with polygyny, um, no, I think that's the typical, that's the dynamic most people think of, but it's pe the women involved get to choose whether they want to participate or not. Within, there's a couple exceptions if there's like a religious aspect on it. And so um, one of the reasons why I did not want to have a non, previously want to have a non, an ethical non-monogamy conversation is just because there have been a lot of negative stereotypes around the love style regardless of what poly ending is associated with it. And so one of the things um, about being ethical is it's agreed upon, it's a choice in the matter. Um, we don't, and I'm pretty sure Kuji and most people that's probably on the, on the, um, in the comments that's viewing, we don't, we ain't really vibing with forced or abusive type relationships. Yeah. I just wanna put that out there. Not at all, not at all. And so that was one of the reasons why I wanted him to elaborate on his conversations with his wife, um, how collaborative they got to this point. Yeah. I think, and I, and if I, may, I think it's also that very often um, when you hear about it, people think that it's the man's idea, that the man is trying to talk his woman into, you know what I'm saying, like these multiple yeah. relationships, when sometimes there are women who simply understand that nobody can be your everything. Like it's right. just, it, and it's not fair to, to make someone that, whether it's emotionally, the physicality, like all of it. And so I think that if we start to move away from these American and European ideals of, you know what I mean? Like this singleness and that you are a, a half a person looking for a ha another one so y'all can be right. whole, that's, that's foolishness. You a whole person and you looking for a whole person. The problem is sometimes you meet a half. So it'd be like 1.5, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that um, if we move away from that idea, then we're able to understand that not only is love replicable, like you can never run out of love. You know what oh, I mean? Like love is one of those things that I always, huh? I said it's like, if you can understand, right. If you can understand that you love your second child, even though you have a first, then you can understand that you can love, you know what I'm saying? Additional people. Like it doesn't you change. You love them in a different way. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. love is love, whether it's arrows, philos, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's love. And yeah. different and people say, pour sorry. into you. And I'm sorry. And people pour into you in different ways. Exactly. And so, you know, this person may meet this where this person may meet that and people exhaust themselves. Um, I think people exhaust themselves trying to be everything or play a role. Let's be honest. A lot of people play a role mm -hmm. and you're exhausted. And so why not, you know, have the conversation. But I know that a lot of people, you know, we've been raised with the, you know, like Kuji said, he had to do a lot of deconstructing, a lot of research. And I love that you said that you did the research. You had the foundation to go and say, you know what, this is what it is. It's not, you know, I just want to be out here screwing other women. It's no, right. this is a way that I love. This is the foundation of it. Here are the facts, you know, and you had that conversation and had that communication. Um, so my question is, 
when you know when you present it like that the first thing i always hear people say single and married is well why get married if you're gonna be yeah. you know if you're gonna love in this manner like how do you answer so that? i'll so I'll, I'll answer that in a second i just want to touch bases on something that was say, stated um that isis was i'm not isis i'm sorry amber, uh, amber was saying um one thing that i never did when we first started out even to this day i never move in a way that my wife is uncomfortable with you know uh back to the whole you know the, the coming together to make the decision to be like, I, there was times where I had to stop kind of being poly in a sense, um, back when I was just doing polyamory and, not, and trying to find my way in polyamory. And I had to make sure that I was walking with her in a, in a, in a certain pace that made her feel comfortable because I knew I didn't want to lose her because I still loved her, you know, but I still desired to, you know, meet other people and love them as well. Um, but I've always operated in a sense of making sure that my actions were respectful to my marriage as well, you know, within our agreements at that particular time. And back then we had so many different agreements, you know, some people may call them rules, but we grew from calling them rules to more agreements. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was, it was always a collective decision on how we operate uh, together and collectively in polyamory. But to go to your question, um, which I just want to try to reiterate, just make sure I understand. You said, um, what was, why, why would I get married if I knew I wanted to be in this love style, right? Yes. So for me, it was, the decision to be polyamorous was more so after we got married. You know, I started to come into the consciousness of who I am, you know, afterwards or re-coming into the consciousness. I knew who I was, but like I stated earlier, you know, I, I wanted to conform, you know, to society and be like everyone else. And I was, ne I've never been like everyone else. And so um, I knew I still loved her. And honestly, people ask me too, well, why stay married if you knew or you found out who you were, you know? I love my wife enough to say, you know what, what do you want to do? You know, do you desire to still be with me or do you desire to find someone else to be monogamous? And she said, hey, I love you enough to accept you for who you are and love you, you know, for who you are. And for me, I, I, I remember asking her, like, what, so do you, do you want to remain married or would you like to divorce? And she was like, no, I desire to be married. And for me, I said, I won't divorce you because you are accepting me for who I am. Like that's an ultimate sacrifice that you can make, you know, because I'm pretty sure, you know, my wife imagined her husband being only her husband, you know, and not her husband that dates other women. You know what I mean? So to me, it was like, hey, you willing to make the sacrifice for me? And all you're asking me to do is to be, to re remain married, which is something I already want to do anyway. I'm, I can roll with it, you know, and for us, we desire to be married, which is why, and that's usually my answer when people ask me, well, why get married? Because we still desire to get married. Just like, you know, people desire to drive the car that they have or buy the house that they have. You have desires that you want in life. And if you are um, courageous enough to uh, achieve those or, or obtain those goals and desires, then you do that. And marriage is one of those things that we desire to have with each other. So we continue to build our marriage to be better and better at it as we go on. Thank you. And, and so I think you have to look at it too um, with, to answer that question, it's kind of like marriage means different things to different people, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from a historical aspect, marriage was a business um, exactly. arrangement, right? And so I think it may, it has, um, it ain't changed, changed et cetera, <laughs> over the course of the years. And keep in mind that um, 
in the United States, you can only be legally married to one person. There are um, people in there who are polyam, any poly that would pick up another spouse if they could legally do so. Um, and to me, to overly simplify, I think it means multiple things, but to overly simplify it, I think marriage means I want to do life with you. I want to, I want to, I want to die with you, do go through life experiences with you. And um, if we take the the, um, legal aspect out of it, because in reality, majority of the things that are guaranteed in marriage, you can make a legal contract. You can do estate planning to have the same rights, um, again, for most, not all um, things that married people have. And so, in some relationships, it's kind of like, I know um, people who've been together as a um, non-married partner, they, they have other partners, they, they've been with people 20, 30 years, it's just, or 10 years, they just can't legally marry that person, yeah. but they have their contracts in place, etc. So it doesn't necessarily, and people do, they dynamics different ways. Some people have what we call hierarchy where one relationship is more important than another. Um, yeah. So you have that aspect too, but, um, you know, I think that when you aren't familiar or you're coming into um, ethical non-monogamy, it's kind of like you have a limited scope on what, how things can be. And yeah. so um, when you realize, like, I could have a spiritual marriage to somebody, I could have um, a state planning with someone else, you just think of things differently. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add this too. If you, uh, so if for me, you know, most people that know me personally, as well as my wife knows as well, I'm not a fan of the institution of the institution of marriage. But what I am a fan of that I value is the commitment that I make. Like I used to explain to her all the time, like our vows are between you and I, whatever we decide that they are. You know, not what anyone else may think it should be because we're not married to them. You know, so I value the commitment. Like you said, marriage in antiquity was a, a contractual agreement to get, gain inheritance. You know what I mean? Like there was no definition that said marriage was anything about love and marrying someone that you love. You know, it was to, to gain inheritance. Um, so for me, I value more of the commitment. Uh, and for me, I, I don't necessarily, which is why I chose polyamory over polygamy. I don't vow to, I mean, I don't just aspire to um, have another wife, you know, but I do, I am open to having a commitment to another person with longevity, you know, however long that may be, you know, some relationships may last a lifetime, some relationships may last a few weeks or months, you know what I mean, but whatever we commit to, I'm willing to, you know, to honor that commitment, you know, to my partners, so, yeah, I did what you said. I think sometimes the conversation is, I mean, or sometimes, I guess the point is, whether you want to have an uncomfortable conversation or an uncomfortable life. To me, right. those are the that you're exactly. I like, exactly. I like that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, Amber, my motto is I'll never be uncomfortable for your comfortability and I'll never be unhappy for your unhappiness. Like anyone that knows me, you know, I, I say that all the time. And it's the truth. Like my life is my life. You're not going to live my life and yours as well. You know what I'm saying? And I can, des- I, if I desire to have a life a certain way, then that's what I'm entitled to, you know? And I, what I do is I only connect with people that align with how I want to live my life. You know, and if you don't align, then it is what it is. Like, no love lost. I love you from afar. Friend, family, mate. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, so when someone, you know, let's say you do meet someone mm-hmm. and you explain to them that you're polyamorous, you you have a wife, you have a family. Um, how do you set where they're like, okay, you know, well, I, I still want to partner with you. Do you have to set up certain 
parameters? Like, how does that work when someone decides that they want to be involved with you? Like, how do you know that this is a person that you could possibly partner with and they're okay with how you love? So, so most, most times I only meet and connect with women that are in the poly community. Like there's, uh, I, myself and some friends of us, we have a group, uh, Poly Black and Dating on Facebook, uh, which is a group that's, you just bashed a whole bunch of dreams. Yeah, but we have gatekeepers though. So, you know, you, you can't just jump in the group anyway. You know, we go, we okay. got some vetting questions and we're going to make sure you, you're, you're about that life. But no, uh, so for me, it's very rare that I'll, try to talk to or date someone that is monogamous only okay. because the, the older I become in polyamory, some things I just don't feel like having to explain and break down and take the time to say, listen, this is my okay. life. For me, I like to connect with women who understand, you know, this is a lifestyle, a love style, you know, that I have partaken in. And my wife, we both desire to still remain with each other, you know? So if that's something you can't really accept, then I'm okay with not connecting with you. So for the most part, most poly women that I connect with, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot of poly women that want to be married as well. So they have, they're solo polyamorous women that desire that, you know, that relationship or that marriage as well, you know? And majority of, I'll say majority of the vets in the poly community, they, they, they only date with those who are aligned with what they want. You know, so it's very rare that I'll have to be like, okay, listen, this is my wife. I ain't leaving my wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I do occasionally meet mono women that I'm just madly attracted to. And I will, you know, approach them. I'm, I'm very much old fashioned. If I see a woman that I want to talk to, I will approach, you know, and speak on it. But I also make sure that I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm married. I'm polyamorous. This is what I have going on. And if that's the case, then I'll I'll break down what polyamory means if they don't understand it. I'll let them know what our dynamic is. Uh, for the most part, you know, in my marriage, we allow our potential relationships as well as our established relationships their own autonomy. So we create space and time for you know to, to be with our partners, and we're very understanding. One thing I can say, you know, my wife is is, is fully supportive of anyone that I've dated, just like I'm very supportive of of anyone that she's dated, you know, in dates. Um, so we try to make sure that we allow that space of respect for our partnerships with other people. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, I mean, I respect it because the, the thing that I respect the most is like we said, you know, the, the term here is ethical. Yeah. And the one thing I always ask of anybody is don't take my choice away. And exactly. when you start taking choices away, you know, that's when you end up with episodes on snapped and, um windows busted out of cars and different things like that so mm -hmm. i think what you know as long as you're you'll be surprised at how open people can be and i tell people that all the time Man. as long as you don't take people's choice away exactly you would be surprised at how many people are open to certain things just as long as you're upfront and honest you know from the get-go but mm -hmm. when you start taking people's choices away yeah, that's when it gets that's when it gets ugly um, you know okay. I'll tell you the two, which was what's surprising is most women are more accepting of polyamory than men are. And you would think that men would be all for it. Like, oh, I, you know, I can they don't get want them. to share a partner. They don't want to say yeah, it. Yeah they, yeah, they don't, they don't, yeah. Most, and we, we have a term for that in polyamory. We call it OPP. 
So, <laughs> that one penis policy, you know, because a lot of guys come in there wanting to fulfill their, you know, threesome fantasies. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying all, but a lot of guys do come in there and, and think that's what it's going to be. And they no, might be with no. it, or be with it. And they be like, oh, okay. Until she meet that one guy and be like, damn, you know, I'm, I'm rethinking this one penis policy thing, you know, I, I might, but it's, it's so funny. Like, I meet so many women, you know, that come into the community that are, open and want to you know experience this love style you know and their their male partners are like "Mm -hmm. yeah we're not doing that they're not as open as people with the assumptions they're not as they don't realize that they don't realize the work it's not just sexual like this is work yeah and 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 speaking about work people think that polyamory is easy because you get to be with multiple people no it's even more difficult because now you have multiple energies multiple personalities multiple you know physical beings that you have to understand and not to mention we're always growing you know we grow every day week month and year you know what i'm saying so you got to continuously grow and meet this this new person you know and then meet this new person and the existing person that you already have like it's it it can be crazy as hell so it's a lot of self-work and collective work that has to be done to be polyamorous to be ethical non-monogamous you know what i mean i can imagine okay um, Dominique says, what kinds of reasons did your other former partners leave? I hope I read that right. Well, the reasons did my former partners leave? Meaning, why did we transition out of a relationship? At least that's what I'm, think, I'm assuming that they're saying. That's what I'm assuming too. Dominique, if that's not, clarify that if that's not, you know, what you're asking, but what kinds of reasons did your other former partners leave? Um, um, I mean, it's, it, I've had... <laughs> quite a few partners in my journey of polyamory. So there are several reasons um, why, and I wouldn't say that they left. I would say we probably just transitioned into more of a friendship. Cause my thing is sometimes you get to know people and you realize you don't really like them. You know, and you're like, mm. man, this ain't really what I thought it was. You know, so you transition to being friends or you just transition to not being, you know, connected to that individual, you know? And for me, I love without attachment. Um, so for me, what that means is that uh, my love doesn't require you to love me the same way, or my love doesn't require you to love me at all. My love doesn't require you to be with me. You know, I just lo- I can love you from afar. You know, and my thing is, once I start to see things kind of start to transition into something different, then I respectfully try to. Well, first I try to have a conversation to see if there's anything we can do to you know per- fix the, the the connection, uh, and if not, then I try to do my part into allowing that to transition into whatever it's supposed to be. Um, so, but that, there's been issues. I remember in the past, you know, I, uh, a, relationship, a relationship of mine ended because my wife wasn't really accepting a poly at that particular time. You know, I've had issues where, you know, we didn't know who each other were and we were like, okay, this ain't something we really want to do. I've had instances where I just had to leave the person because this ain't something that works for me. So there's a bunch of different reasons why, you know, a, a relationship that I've been in would transition, you know, into something different. Um, yeah, my last relationship, I think that was more so because of COVID-19 hit and, you know, we were in a long distance relationship and it was, the communication died down and long, in LDRs, communication is, is paramount. And when the communication starts to die down, you know, the energy starts to sizzle and fizzle away. So, yeah. LDR is long distance relationship. Yeah. Well, I say though, I say long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah, first, make it show. But <laughs> I don't need nobody. 
So um, the next coworker from RL Wesley Jr. Have you ever experienced jealousy in such a relationship? I think that's a really good question. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll tell you, I, back in the day, I used to think that I wasn't a jealous person, right? I didn't operate in jealousy. Like it was never an issue for me, you know, for my wife to be with another person. Um, but as I started to grow, jealousy shows up in many different ways, but it's about how we handle and how we respond to jealousy. And for me, I, I had to acknowledge and process, you know, what it was. And I realized that I just processed jealousy different than a lot of people have, you know? And so for me, um, I've experienced jealousy in a sense of, you know, hey, you know, you're not really showing me much attention. You're not really, you know, we're not really communicating. What can we do to, you know, revamp this whole, you know, connection between you and I? You know, and one thing I'll say to Wesley, in polyamory, there's a, a term called veto, where that means a partner has the power to end a relationship. So we don't, we, we don't, we don't try, we don't have that option in our, you know, in our polyamory. So it wasn't a factor of, oh, you can't talk to that person anymore. It was like, okay, what do we do to rebuild our situation, you know, uh, um, adjacent to that connection that you already have. Um, but yeah, but jealousy for me, it doesn't show up like, oh man, she with this other man or what, you know, or, or, or she's sleeping with another man. Like I can care less about that. And not that I didn't care about her but that didn't affect me. You know, it wasn't an issue because one, she's not my possession. She's not, you know, I don't have ownership over her. So I didn't experience jealousy over that, but it would be like, dang, you know, I ain't spent time with you. And it, it very well might not be her spending more time with another guy. It's just that we just didn't spend time. So when I would see her out on a date, you know, it's like, well, dang, you know, then that's when my jealousy would kind of come up and I'm like, hey, what can we do about this? You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling this way. Maybe we need to spend a little bit more time together. So, which is where that effective communication came in in a play if that answers your question Wesley so I think yes um I think people do not understand the amount of self-work that it takes to be in an ethical non-monogamy relationship monogamous yeah. relationship um number one I see this more in polygynist groups than I do polyam for some reason people act like jealousy is um a non-existent or it's yeah. beneath or it's an unevolved type emotion. Jealousy is a normal reaction. Mm -hmm. um, the negative aspect is how you um, react to that jealousy, right? So it's okay to be like, man, I um, they did this for this person or someone did something for them or they got time when I wanted time. Like all of that is normal. It's all in how you act toward your partner or your partner's partner. Um, and I have a hard time believing that no one at any part of their journey has ever been jealous. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's very hard for me to believe. And I, it's just with the whole evolution walk with this, um, uh, because like, like, um, Kuji and other people will say like learning how to communicate with one person, let alone multiple people. Um, and we are taught traditionally to be monogamous and with that thought with that um with that ideology comes a sense of competition with yeah. that ideology it comes with um this person's supposed to be your be all so you start um uh, feeling away like oh she cooked his um pork chop we don't eat pork you um made his <laughs> vegan meal better than i made his vegan meal versus saying sis our, our bro um what you what what ingredients did you put in this you know what i'm saying right. having a more collaborative a collaborative approach to it like um 
I don't know if my sissy's on here or not, but she she could come to you. Like if somebody, if her husband's courting somebody and they made his um vegan mushroom dish better than her, she gonna come ask a sis. Yeah. How you do it? You know, and so I think that um I do think that it's a lot of self-work that takes place that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because like even for you know my, my wife's partner and I, like I'll hit him up at like, hey, her birthday's coming up. Like, what's what's something we want to do for her birthday? You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, or, you know, they they show up, come to the crib, you know, we all hanging out, you know what I'm saying? Well, whatever. Or she's not feeling well. Hey, what can I do? Like, or what I love about polyamory, like, for one, I love the fact that, you know, my wife's partner loves her. Like, I absolutely love that, you know, which, you know, shows me, which means that I have to have a lot of great uh, amount of love for him, you know, for loving her, you know, because I love her, you know what I'm saying? But just knowing that he, he loves her that way, it makes me say, you know what? We, we gotta hang, we have to establish some type of connection. You know what I mean? And it's been times like, man, I, I, you know, is she all right? Is everything cool? You know, and I have to let him know, like, listen, she, she, you know, she feeling this way, feeling that way. Or if she working my damn nerves, I'm like, bro, you might need to come over here and you know, spend some time with her cause I'm finna get the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's, okay. it's the, huh? I said tag him in. Oh yeah, yeah, like man, you know, like because it's it's crazy, you know. But one thing I, I I love about poly is is saturated in love. You know what I mean? Like when it's done correctly, you know, you find more people to love. You know what I mean? And I, I'm grateful that she's found someone that loves her. You know, and he's married as well. His wife loves her as well. Like we all are really really cool. We all hang out. My kids love them. You know, we all have a great working relationship in respect to each other's, you know, households and marriages, you know what I mean? Like, they're not over trying to, you know, well, he's not over here trying to dictate what goes over. I'm not trying to dictate what goes over, you know, with them. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a great working relationship. And if we have any issues, you know, we all come together and sit down and talk about it if we need to. Okay. I think that um, in response to kind of like what you're saying, as far as jealousy is concerned, I think that oftentimes jealousy is rooted in fear. The fear yeah. of losing space, the fear of losing, you know what I'm saying, whatever that relationship is, even if it presents differently, even like, you know, you were saying, Kuji, I think it can be that if you're going to acknowledge that, you know, one person can't be your everything, you also then have to acknowledge that you have to do a lot of work because it's multiple relationships. People talk about it like it's just multiple sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like people are just smashing, you know what I'm saying? But that's exactly. not what people are talking about for the most part. If you're saying, I'm going to be in a relationship with this person, but this other person is my life partner. This person may be here for a season, right? But this mm -hmm. person is my life partner. Then you have to do what's necessary to sustain a life partner in addition to what you would do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like in a, in a separate relationship. Like you act like it is a heavy load if you're not going to communicate and do it correctly. You know what I'm saying? And actually have those conversations where you value, you know, the situation. You know, and, and having those conversations. Deserves, you know what I mean? I guess that's what I'm saying. If you're if you are saying this is what I'm asking of you, then you have to be willing to do what is necessary to sustain exactly. that this is your life partner in addition to what you got going on. So that fear of losing emotional space, if you are going to be truly vulnerable in that space and honest in that space, like you can express those things. But if you have made this, I guess not like pact, but commitment to the fact that this is us. Right. No matter what the hell happens out here, this is us, you know, mm -hmm. and like, 
whatever Will and Jada got going on is what they got going on. Right. Whatever they Man. told August is what they got going on. I really, I have said, I don't feel Jada owes anybody an explanation. She don't. I don't think she does. Yeah. I, and honestly, a lot of people, when that happened, a lot of people sent me that article via inbox, especially a lot of my monogamous friends. They, wow, well, what, what are your thoughts on this? You know, and I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be the first to tell you, I respect whatever Will and Jada have going. I don't follow, you know, media like that. I don't know celebrities' information like that. But what I've seen and heard, you know, just from you know casual conversation with people, you know, they 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 may they may have an open marriage. You know, who knows? But I respect the fact that they choose to have their marriage how they want. But if they choose to bring a partner in, you know, for either of them or for both, whatever you know they choose to do, what I was upset about is the fact that. I'm pretty sure if they're private about their connection, you know what I'm saying? Then you've already broken the breach in their trust, you know, and bre breached yeah. their trust by speaking, regardless of if you were a part, I'm pretty sure in that conversation when he was like, oh, well, uh, Will gave me his blessings. Right. I'm pretty sure before that blessing you got was a- Y'all can hang out and do all this other stuff. So coming out publicly and, and speaking on that, right. to me, that that was an issue for me. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that part, like the whole um, him, it was he was disrespectful because yeah. they had something going. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it, you you devalued everything that y'all had before that when you broke that trust. Yeah, like y'all exactly. never spoke again. That wasn't your place. Like it exactly. it just wasn't. Exactly. And uh, I just think that I had a friend earlier ask like, well, how could Will uh, sit down with him and this this and that. So if you have a, like, if you have a best friend, even if it's a male, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're a woman, you have a male best friend, you're going to go to your friend and be like, hey, don't hurt my, don't hurt my bestie. Well, right. if that's your life partner, why in the heck wouldn't you say, hey, y'all got what y'all got going on, but this is still mine. Don't make us ride on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like exactly. at the end of the day, you still got to protect what the, what the hole is. And so August yeah. was dead wrong. And, and I'll be honest, like I've dated women. So most people that know me know that I'm very much out about polyamory. You know, but a lot of people that, that may follow me on social media, you see that I don't post a lot of the women that I date, you know, out of respect, because most people aren't out about what they do. And it's not because they're afraid or they're ashamed. They just have, they just, they just want their business to be their business. And I'm okay with that. You've never seen, unless my partner's like, I'm okay with this, then I may post my partner, you know, or someone I'm talking to. And, but if not, no, because that's nobody else's business about, it's only what, what goes on between you and I goes on between you and I, plain and simple. So... You know, I, I respect anyone's position in polyamory and how they choose to, you know, be, I'm sorry, let me say ethical now. I, mean, I, I, I respect anyone's position on how they choose to engage in eth ethical non-monogamy. What you do is, is what you decide to do, you know what I mean? But when it starts to affect me, then I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to move around. So for me, that was a, that, that was, it was, it was kind of cold hearted. You know, I was like, damn, you know, when I first got the information about, you know, their situation, I was like, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel bad for Will and Jada, not August. Yeah, yeah because, like, right, because, bruh, you just like, like, bruh. Just exactly. like right. I mean, that's a whole business. Exactly. Right. He knew people wanted to know what was going on in their their marriage, but I'm like, if they if they chose not to share that information with me for three hundred years, for yeah, three hundred years, they, they, they got a whole red table talk. They did a whole red table talk about being life partners. I'm just saying, like, if they did a whole talk about the transition of their marriage. Yeah. Hey. People, people been speculating for 300 years and they ain't had this type of stuff. They got to take him out now. <laughs> you know, but but I, but also <laughs> I would say this though. I, I I understand, you know, when people are hurt, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, so I, I get it. 
you know, it's not fair, but life isn't fair either. But I'm just, I'm just like, damn, you know. But that's but why to Queen me, B said you're gonna sign an NDA when you party with me. That's, that's right. That's, but but see, but it goes down to it boils down to you know being for me. I try to not. I try to do and engage in anything that I would be uh, ashamed of or regret if someone found out about it. You know what I'm saying? So, or if I'm engaging with someone, you know, when I say engage, meaning if I'm talking to, dating, or even being intimate with people, because sometimes you have sexual, just sexual relationships as well too. So, if I'm engaging with anyone, you know, I've I've thought about who this individual is and what that may mean, you know, and I have to be able to accept whatever the consequences, you know, may come from my actions. And like I tell my girls all the time, you know, be woman enough. Of, of to accept whatever the reactions to your actions are you know and i take that for myself as well so whatever my actions are i'm fully accepting whatever my reactions to those actions are you know what i mean so i feel like i haven't told my mama that since elementary if <laughs> i have made a decision i have considered every consequence that comes with it and if i still made it i'm willing, willing. to take every consequence. I'm willing, exactly I'm, I'm i'm willing to roll with it you know and that's that's part of the reason why i you know I'm, i don't mind being out about being polyamorous you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I, I'm not ashamed of it because it's who I am. You know, and I mentioned earlier in this segment that, you know, I was doing polyamory back then. Okay. But now I've evolved to a point where it's not something that I do. It's just who I am. You know, it's my love style. So it's not something that I can turn off and turn back on. It's something that I cannot stop doing. I cannot stop loving people the way that I love people. I cannot stop having the desire uh, or the capacity to love more than one woman. Like, it's, it's just who I am. And for those that know me and have known me all my life, they know I love women. Like, I absolutely love them. So I couldn't turn that off if I wanted to. You know, but I'm fully accepting of whatever, you know, the reactions to that, you know, may be, you know. And I respect the honesty and I respect the upfrontness. Like, just tell your truth. Like, just tell me you guys get women. I just want to know. Just tell me. Don't take my Don't choice away. Right. There's a term. Don't have me out here looking stupid. Just I give need to go first. Just yeah. let just don't take away my choice. You know, hey, you, like you just said, if you meet someone that is mono, look, I'm attracted to you and you're upfront about who you are, but you've given her the choice. Yeah. Don't take my choice. Exactly. Please do not take Isis' choice. I swear. <laughs> she said oh, it on shows that ain't even about relationships. She said it on friends. She said it on Black Girl Magic. She didn't say it on it. Listen, don't take her choice away. Don't take her don't choice. Take my choices. We've got co-workers that. with questions. Um, Sonya Renee says, I'm going to do Sonya and aunties at the same time. Sonya Renee says, how do you manage your children's understanding of your love style? Mm -hmm. Auntie says, children are easy because they aren't tainted. Adults are the issue. Ooh. Yeah, so, True. so for us, um, the topic of, of polyamory with children, it's not necessarily something that we even engage in conversation with them. You know, we don't hide polyamory from them by any means, but we're not like, hey, Mommy, daddy, polyamorous. Because for one, they're at an age where they shouldn't even be focusing on that anyway. They should be focusing on being children. You know, we try to uh, promote that. One thing that 
you know, I love about our parenting is that we try not to imprint who we are on our children, but we try to promote and encourage who they are individually, whatever they decide they want to be. Like we don't, we don't push, we, we're not a religious household anyway, but we don't push religion. We don't push our perspectives, you know, onto our children, you know, so they know our, you know, our partners, they know our friends, our potentials, and they meet them, they engage in them, you know, engage with them, you know, all together with us. You know, but we're not like, hey, this is this is daddy's girlfriend or this is, you know, mommy's boyfriend, because we don't feel like they're at an age where that is even important to them, you know, at this point right now. So we we focus on the things that the kids should be on, you know, like I said, but we don't hide it. You know, we talk freely about polyamory. We speak freely with our partners on the phone. You know, we like I said, our, our partners come here, they spend a night at our house. You know what I'm saying? So we're just not blatant with with our engagements and interacting with them, you know, in that sense. But honestly, because we've been doing it for so long, our kids are really intuitive. You know, like, oh. we, we know they know something because they make little comments, you know, and be like, we'd be like, okay. Kids yeah, know. We, yeah, kids, they, kids, they do. Kids know. Parents kids, know. And they shady. Kids oh, are shady. We got a question for you. We had a question from the coworker for you. Says, um, when you talk about different people pouring in you into different ways, it made me think of this question. Do all polyamory relationships have a sexual component. And I ask because you can have friends that pour into you in various ways. I'm and glad you, they asked that. I'm, you glad can, who, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'm glad they asked it. <laughs> and you can have, or, uh, you have in various ways and, and have that level of intimacy with them. So when does, so when does that cross the line from friendships to polyamory? What does that, uh, what makes it different, I guess, is what it is. So I'll say I'll answer the last portion first. Uh, when does when do you cross that line from friendship to polyamory? When you guys have that discussion that that's what you want to do, you know? Yeah, when you're engaging with someone, and first of all, this is my thing. Well, I'll say this: I like to engage in a way without expectation. When I meet a woman, I don't have the expectation that you're going to be my girlfriend. I don't have the expectation that you're going to be, you know, my life partner or anything like that. I only have the expectation that we're going to get to know each other and allow our energies to collectively decide and determine, I'm sorry, our energies as well as time to decide collectively who we are and what we are to each other. You know, and at that particular time, we'll have a discussion about, hey, you know, do we want to be intimate? Do we want to be, you know, romantic? And I tell every woman that I meet, you know, listen, I'm, I'm very much open to being platonic, you know, and having a strict platonic relationship. I'm very open to having a romantic relationship or I'm open to being, uh, having a sexual connection with you. I'm open to either one or something that infuses all three, you know, but that's a discussion that we would have, you know, it's not something that's just gonna automatically be assumed because like I said, next week, I might not even like you because I've you revealed who you are or you might not even like me. That's dating because, because that's what dating is. It don't yeah. always work out. Yeah, and, exactly. So when, when we cross that line- I got to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we cross that line when we have that discussion about that's what we want to do. You know, that's where that effective communication comes in. Um, but the, the other part, the first part of the question that she asked, you know, um, about having other people pour into you. I'm glad she asked that because a lot of people think that polyamory is just some sex fest. You know, that it's about you meeting other people and being able to, you know, have sex with as many people as you can. And it's not, you know, there are dynamics where it's only a platonic loving relationship. Intimacy isn't sex and sex isn't intimacy. It's a form of intimacy in a sense, but intimacy can be a close and in-depth conversation that you have, that you may have with a friend. You know what I'm saying? So you can have very well have a non-sexual poly relationship with someone. I've had quite a few of those in my journey and I love and respect them just as much as I love and respect my marriage as just as much as I love and respect my friendships. 
You know what I'm saying? Because they pour into me as well. Different energies provoke different, you know, emotions and, and, and actions in, in, in any and everyone, you know, and I'm grateful for that. So, yeah. Yes. So how did you come out to family and friends? Um, so <laughs> to friend, well, to, I came out in two different ways to family and friends. So my family, they kind of always knew, like my family, like we always thought you would either be polygamous or we thought you would, you know, because I've always, you know, had a lot of women, you know. Um, and I was not saying I had a lot of women, not like uh, I was just camp and play, but I've always dated a lot of women. I've always had a lot of women friends, you know. So they was always, man, it was it was gonna be something. But I'll tell you, <laughs> the night that I came out and told my mother, uh, I was in a, my mother and I, we were at her apartment in Chicago. We were all drinking, her, my aunt, cousins, we were sitting around. And I used to carry my backpack around and I used to have books, you know, I had a few books and they fell over. And the books came out of my cousin, like, oh, what, what's that? You know, so I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is polyamory. I'm reading on polyamory. This is, you know, the love style that I'm practicing and all that. And so I told them, they were like, oh, man, you know, that, that's you. So that's kind of how that topic came out. But with friends, I actually made a post. And the reason why I made a post on Facebook is because people would see me out on dates and that knew my wife. And they would be, you know, scoffing at me or they would be looking like, oh, he out here cheating. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I, I kind of got tired of that because I'm a loving person. I like my connections to be loving and, you know, just just vibrant. And it didn't feel that way when I would see certain people out because I'm, you know, I'm not going to hide my my out, my my connections, you know, my other partners. I'm not going to hide them. I'm not going to hide my love for them. I completely love in the light. You know what I'm saying? So um, I made a post and that's when people were like, well, damn, you know, well, this is crazy. And I actually lost a lot of friends at that time. You know, they came back around, but people were like, oh, I can't, I can't associate with you because my wife might feel like you might be trying to hook me up with. And I'm like, hey, it is what it is. You know, so I came out to friends on a post um, on Facebook. I think it was like January of 2015, something like that is when I came out about it. I used to have like an alternative page, you know, while I was okay. in the poly groups and I got tired of that shit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be me. I'm going to live my truth. So I deleted my alternative page and just joined all the, rejoined all the poly groups with my original page. So. Okay. And for me, my friends were like, okay, what is that? So I had to send charts to y'all people. Well, not y'all, but my other people that's not Amber and Isis. I had to send like pictures. I had to do like one of my friends. I'm, I'm here. Um, one of my friends actually did a chart because at this time I was thinking I was probably in and I was like, <sighs> I did three Capricorns and yeah. So anyway, it was more of an educational piece to the where I was punishing myself. It was more of an educational piece and trying to, to explain to them what this dynamic is. Of course, a lot of questions center around sex. Um, mm -hmm. And when I was like, okay, I'm polygamous, they were like, oh my God, blink twice if you okay. And I was like, now you know my personality. You know I'm not. Um, Blink twice. No, I probably, anyway, but um, I made I made do some deep and stuff. But it was more of again an educational piece. I ain't told my mama yet, so I probably even had that conversation with her because yeah. Um, but outside of my mama, um, my dad's gone. I didn't I didn't um really decide to be open until after my dad passed because life is too short. 
It is way too short. Life's too short to be unhappy, depressed, frustrated, undissatisfied, under everything. It's In 2020, short. the asteroid might come. We don't know. So yeah, it's conversations. Kanye could be president. You don't know what. We don't know what's gonna happen. Like you got to live your life. It's 2020. Eagles picking up sharks out of oceans. We don't know. And already sent the dust from the Sahara. We just need to everybody just sit down. Just sit down <laughs> and be Bye. happy. Live your truth. Yeah, it's conversations yeah. you have to have because most of the time that I date or interact with someone, they have a wife. So if I were to bring somebody home with a whole wedding band, that's a conversation. I'm for first of all, my parents, yes. my family don't really even get to meet people. So if I do bring somebody home with a whole wedding band, it's kind of like, okay, those discussions need to be had before coming to the cookout, before coming to the family reunion. Right, right. You don't want to spring so, that on him. Um, what? You say what? You don't want to spring that on him or them. Yeah, right. and, you know, and then too, um, I would want the, his wife to come too. You know, yeah. you know, Polygyny is very um, community based, family based. So it's kind of like bringing the wife, bringing the kiddo. So, um, yeah, I think that it was uh, it went better than I thought. I think only one person I kind of hinted at it to, and because, um, well, actually two people I hinted at it to, and it wasn't a warm and fuzzy. So I just think when they probably on on here now, but. Um, I just didn't really go into detail because my thing is, if you're in my inner circle, um, like you're going to love me for me, unless I'm doing some harming people or just doing some real crazy things, you're going to love me for whatever decision I have to make, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. And the people, and the people like, you know, that are in, um, and y'all, let me clarify for the record, I am in a monogamous relationship. Well, you sound real poly. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be confused. Don't be all in my inbox after this. So let me let me clarify uh, what's happening in life. I am a, a human, and thus I've had ideas about uh, Western civilization for a long time. Uh, Boy, my husband used to just be like, how many times you gonna ask for his sister wife forever? But anyway, um, so I also was just gonna say something that a coworker was saying. Monogamous poly. Oh, that the people that are that have all the commentary about polyamorous relationships that are married in open relationships and either don't know it or uh, you know, yeah. which is you know, ain't healthy for anyone. But it's just a lot of people have these ideas, and I think it's just based on on what society tells you you're supposed to be doing. I guess you know right. And I and I'll say this, man. You know, I'm a firm believer in polyamory. You know, but I'm also a firm believer in love. There's nothing wrong with polyamory, polygamy, uh, monogamy. Like whatever you choose your your path in love is, do that because it's your life. You know what I'm saying? It's your happiness. Like I said, I'll never be unhappy for anyone else's unhappiness, and I'll never be uncomfortable for someone else's uncomfortability. You know what I'm saying? Like if if yo if, if somebody said to me, "Don't yuck my young," mm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if 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 I love this and it's good to me. Don't tell me it's nasty to you because that's you. I don't care about that. I'm gonna continue eating it. Y'all know y'all can't tell me nothing, right? Y'all no, can't tell me nothing. So I, I'm Cookie, a. Uh, I, you just I, made I, Amber's I night. Facilitate conversations, <laughs> and one of the rules in my in my workshops is don't yuck my young. Don't yuck my yeah. young. When you said that, I was like, oh, we ain't gonna be able to tell her nothing else. <laughs> you, you know what? You just made her night. She needed that. Thank you. Hey, great, great minds think alike, even though Thank she. You Great know. minds don't think alike, but that's because I'm a diversity specialist and I've already marketed that. 
So I know that this is a phenomenal, amazing conversation. There's some more questions that I have, but it's not 20 coworkers. We have gone, well, not 18. We have gone 18 minutes over our normal show time. We want to thank everybody for uh, coming out. Isis, would you like to tell people where to follow us to get past episodes? Yes, absolutely. So as Dree stated earlier, this is our last show until season two. But if you miss us and you love us, you need to uh, catch us on Apple. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. If you go to our page, we have the links up. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, stay with us. And we're going to miss y'all. But listen to us while we're gone. And we just leave it y'all. We still finna keep talking. Yeah, we're gonna keep gonna talking. Conversations without y'all. Yeah, yeah. we just leave it y'all. We're trying to give y'all a break. Oh, and if you still have questions, uh, still go ahead and submit your questions. We'll try to get them answered and post. Uh, we'll post a video to either our Facebook or Instagram page. But if you still have questions in regards to ethical non-monogamy, um, go ahead and keep dropping them in the uh, the comment section, and we'll get to them. We promise. And I just want to read this from the coworker that said, thank you. This has been so enlightening. Yes, come through with the love and light. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I learned tonight, like this is dope. <laughs> I learned that I sound real poly and I have got to work on framing that better for y'all. That's so true, sis. You, hey, next year you might be on here like, hey, y'all, I changed my mind. <laughs> y'all yeah. evolution may get you there. Yeah, it, it really will. Just like I tell people to come into the poly community, like never come in with an open mind. You we know good. what I'm saying? We good. We good over here. We good over here. <laughs> the McCoy said all is well in that household. Hey, I feel you. I'm I feel here you. for you. As a as in this house, we shall serve the monogamy. <laughs> I heard that. Oh, me. And so, where can I get their music one last time? One more game? So, so yeah. you can find Twin Flames uh, on all music platforms Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, all of that. YouTube, the, video, the official video is on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, please go and view it. It's very simple. His sensual. shirt is off on the video, ladies. The ones who were inboxing me, if you want to see Coogee's shirt and his brand, there you, go. there you go. Just drop that nugget on you right there. I mean, I could have took it off in this. No, nah, I'm just joking. You know, that's cute. We don't mind taking it off. In a certain way. So <laughs> <laughs> they want to see the cute brand. They want to see the. So it's kind of like, um. Nah, you know, know, cute. We don't have no problem taking off our clothes. No, y'all don't. Think the neck rolling. Y'all don't don't hire strippers, y'all. Just get a key, just get a cue. Uh, hey. You ain't even got the that right there. I in Pine Bluff, there's some, there's some stripper stories from Pine Bluff now. That's gonna be a different <laughs> show. So thank you all for <laughs> for tuning in. Um, like like Isis said, if you have more questions, we'll try to make sure we get those answers for you. And thank you, and we will see you season two. Oh, I, I didn't let them know where you can see me at. I'm on Instagram at at Coogee the Luck. Well, you told everybody. They wrote it down. They wrote it down. Okay, good. We'll also post your information as well for those who didn't have a pen. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. I'm with. Thank y'all for having me, by the way. No.